Good afternoon and welcome to the Voice of Wisdom. With over 60 years of experience as an investment banker, entrepreneur, investment analyst, economist, and venture capitalist, Morty Davis is Wall Street and capitalism personified. The over 400 companies for which he has raised more than $3 billion over the years have created a countless number of jobs and exciting new products. Through the voice of wisdom, Mr. Davis explores, analyzes, and debates the most topical political, economic, and social issues facing our world today. Please join the debate by calling 332-263-3300. That's 332-263-3300. And now, Mr. Davis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> it's great to be with my uh, brilliant listeners and talk show uh, I agree, those that agree with me and, and those that disagree with me, and I especially like those that I love those, the ones that agree with me, but I, I especially like the ones that disagree with me, because then I learn something, and that's, that's the best thing I get out of this uh, uh, podcast. So anyway... I decided, even though we badgered this subject the last few weeks, once again to do three G, the three G's: guns, gas, and groceries, because those are the ones that impact our lives every single day. You know, we we discussed guns uh, somewhat uh, in length in the past uh, couple of weeks, few weeks, but. Uh, it's, it just doesn't get away from us, you know. Uvalde occurred, and and it's frightening to see the parents and, and the beautiful little kids and the two, you know, lovely teachers, beautiful young teachers that that were blown to bits because they were hit with the uh, with the military weapons, the, the AR. 15, uh, that not only shoot about 100 bullets a minute, which are meant primarily for the military and not for uh, use by the general public, and they use, uh, they employ bullets uh, that are, shouldn't be called bullets because they explode within the body of the person that's hit, and as a consequence, uh, they couldn't identify many of the bodies in the Uvalde, the little kids that were blown apart. They, they had to do DNA tests. It, it's so heartbreaking. Today there was, uh, Congress was going through this uh, whole uh, episode of Uvalde by inviting parents of the children that were lost. And uh, it, it, it's just ridiculous that we can, as a country, uh, tolerate this and, and, and watch it happen again and again and again without doing anything at all. Uh, there's no reason at all that anybody could make a case for having military weapons uh, like AR-15s, uh, massive uh, shoot shooting weapons, 100 bullets or more 
one minute. So, uh, if anybody has a good case for, for having those distributed, uh, I'd like to hear it. But there's, I've never found any good reason to make them available to the general public, except for the profits that are uh, uh, earned by the gun manufacturers. They, they, those weapons are the most profitable part of their business. And there's about 11 million, and some say as many as 20 million of those out there in the public uh, currently. So, and the other thing that's unbelievable is that you can walk in, anybody can walk into a uh, licensed gun distributor, gun store, and buy a, a weapon and get it three days later because you have to wait three days to do a background check. It's, it's unbelievable. And if they don't get the answer in three days, they, they deliver the, the uh, weapon anyway. So why, would, why, would it, why is it so urgent for somebody to get it promptly as they did recently in, in the shooting with Uvalde? I think he bought it the, the same day he got it. So there's, there's so much profit in guns, and the retailers and the manufacturers are eager to deliver them, and the, and the National Rifle Association, really, which really represents the gun manufacturers and, and, and fights for their profits, is, uh, is uh, on the ball and, and refuses even to allow a background checks at gun shows, which there are more than 50 a year, more than one a week, and uh, and if you buy it from somebody on the street or a friend comes in and buy it, they don't even do a, a gun check, gun, uh, 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 a resource check on you. So there's hardly any uh, uh, avoidance. There's any. And the, the role of our government is to protect our citizens, citizens from from you know from from abuse, from from these mass slaughters. I don't know if you realize it, but in the last six months, five months plus, there have been about uh, 150 days. There have been 250 multiple uh, massive shootings, uh, slaughters of innocent individuals and, and school children and uh, churchgoers and people shopping at a grocery. So we should all get up and scream our heads off and not only the, the people that lost children, Oh, let me take Hushang Ansari and then Fred Kingston next. Hushang, how are you? Hello, Hushang. Stop. 
Coming from uh, the great ambassador, Hushang Ansari, I couldn't be more pleased to hear from you and, and get that nice endorsement. Uh, the, uh, ambassador Ansari is one of the most brilliant people. I wish the government would recruit him and take his advice because he understands the world better than anybody else. He's been to every country in the world and he's been uh, influenced influential in, in Iran and Russia and the countries that we have poor communications with is truly a genius and, and a, a, a great American. So thank you, Hushan. Well, thank you. And keep calling and keep listening. I love you. Thank you. Have a great day and a great week. Brett Kingston, you're on. Hello. Brett? Hello, Marty. Hello. I apologize for the, uh, what do you call it, the, the ruckus, ruckus that uh, occurred between you and I last time. No, 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 no apology. No, no I, did, I should apologize because uh, there's no reason for me not to listen to I you. Apologize. No, no, I should listen more carefully to you. It's just that this subject is so emotional for me. I just can't understand why a, a country like America, the greatest country in the world, allows uh, people to die unlike any other country in the world. You know, any event, there's no advanced well, country right. that loses, uh, we lose uh, maybe 12 or 100,000. Canada loses 2.1, uh, Germany 0.9, Spain, 0.6, say that's irrelevant, or that every, says every, the second phrase is every American is entitled to hold a, 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 a firearm. Let, let's so, see, you're, you're obviously a very strong advocate for universal <laughs> available to guns. Well, absolutely, Morty, but first let me agree with you. Um, first, let me tell you that uh, the U.S. is the greatest country in the world, and it's the greatest country in the world because we're a free, capitalist, independent nation where we got the hardest working people, the most dedicated people, and quite frankly, also because we have the strongest military, and we have a citizenry that's well-armed, that's willing to stand, defend their flag, and defend their country. And, Morty, I think we've just seen what happened in Ukraine when Russia just invaded uh, they've invaded several other countries, including Georgia, since uh, prior to that. Um, that having being able to provide for the common defense, which is uh, the words of our Constitution, still rings as true today as it did uh, when they wrote those words. But before I get into details, and I'm, I have four questions, and, and the four questions I'd like to ask of you, because um, I want to hear well, your well, well, you, thought, you, thought, you thought this is a Passover session.
And I remember I was so clumsy, I knocked over my orange juice. <laughs> you always make you always make an impact. <laughs> very uh, very gracious and kind man, and he still is as gracious and kind as he today as he is today. And Morty, you deserved all his accolades, and I want to just send out a message of uh, respect and admiration to Hushang Entry as well as yourself. Well, so, you you always make that, sure that people remember you. If you knock over a glass of orange juice, other people meet with them and be with them in, in so many years and they, they forget it quickly. You, you leave an impact, an impression. Go ahead. The four questions. So here's my four, here's my four questions. Okay, I like Passover, right? One, FBI statistics clearly show and have stated for several years that knives kill four times as many as guns. And in fact, in schools, stabbings far outnumber shootings by almost 10 to 1. So my question to you, Morty, is we're really going to go down this path. Should we be outlawing knives as well as guns? You want me to answer now or you want to do all four questions first? No, no, no. One at a time. Okay. We don't forget. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't know. I haven't looked up the statistics on knives. On knives. I sent you the link. Versus lives. No, but, but knives. You have them. I, I emailed them to you. Knives can, can kill multiple people, and people can, can overcome uh, somebody with a knife. They can't uh, overcome somebody with a, an assault weapon or even a, a regular gun uh, because they find that. Anytime a person, you know, the NRA says a good, uh, good uh, man, a good person with a gun is the best way to overcome a bad person with a gun. That's absolute nonsense because okay. the minute you take out a gun, and, and when you're confronted with somebody by uh, with somebody that's attacking you or attacking you with a gun specifically, but even if they're not attacking you with a gun, once you pull out a gun. You increase your chances of getting killed by many, many times. And even if you have a gun, even the police who are trained, well-trained, hardly ever hit their, their target. So it, it doesn't save you. It, it exposes you to greater uh, chance of, of being slaughtered. If, if somebody attack, comes into my house and, and wants to uh, get something from me, rob me, whatever, even the, the worst thing you want to do I still wouldn't pull out a gun because I would, if I pull out a gun, I increase my chances of getting killed many, many times. So I just roll over, do whatever he says, and hope that he gets out of the, my house real quick. So I don't know if that right, helps you answer, but, but in, Japan, somebody, in Japan, somebody um, somebody attacked with a, a, a knife on, on, a, on in a subway, and he was successful, and he killed one people, one person, and wounded another. So knives don't don't uh, kill the way guns do. You know that better than anybody else. And as to our military, I wish we'd stop spending the money on the things that don't kill us. When you're not likely to get killed by by a terrorist or or a or a, uh, or a foreign attack. Uh, the closest we came to that, we've never been attacked as a country. Pearl Harbor was not even part of uh, 
uh, the domestic uh, United States and uh, and uh, sadly we were spending 750 billion dollars this year on armaments on military equipment we already spend about just about half of all the money is spent on military equipment we spend more than the combination of the next 15 biggest countries so we spend way too much on armaments and and it doesn't protect us because what we need to be protected i guarantee you i'll write insurance for you against a terrorist attack or a foreigner killing you but the things that they should spend that 750 billion dollars for is on cancer that's going to kill you that's going to kill every congressman and his children on heart disease on alzheimer's on parkinson's so what the hell are we spending it for and not only that we're the most militant country in the world world as a result of that no other country has started has indulged in as many wars as we have without being attacked we've attacked uh, north korea we, we we don't even did you ever hear the monroe con the doctrine the, the monroe doctrine advocated that we stick to north and south america that's our immediate concern and don't get involved in every every country in the world and try to introduce democracy or try to try to change their behavior or every civil war that's not our business if they attacked us if there's something that, and, and you talk about ukraine ukraine you know what uh, uh, putin said before this war started yeah. he said if you don't if you guarantee you won't take ukraine into nato i won't launch a war so did they give them a chance did we, did we try that we'd say okay we're, we're not going to attack uh, by like it's not like we need that uh, what do you call it in ukraine uh and and, and, and nato it's uh, it's uh, it's that we we happen to be the most belligerent country in, in the world it's outrageous we, we, Think of it this way: We went to war in North Korea, we went to war in uh, Vietnam. I don't know why we, we mm -hmm. got involved in Vietnam. Do you? We went to war against uh, Iraq. We went to war against uh, uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yes, they did. They did. Yes, maybe they were involved because they hosted uh, Osama bin Laden. Uh, but we should have gone after Osama bin Laden, not not. We lost 3,000 people, and that was terrible, and, and it was wrong, and we should go after whoever was responsible aggressively. But we went to war against Afghanistan, and after 20 years, having spent vast treasure and, 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 and thousands, and tens of thousands of lives, of American lives, of young, of precious young people, and, and thousands and tens of thousands of Afghans. If, if Biden was smart, he would, he would, instead of taking the criticism for leaving Afghan, Afghanistan, he would say, every president from Bush on, Bush declared victory on a battleship, if you remember, that we beat uh, uh, one country, I forget if it was Afghanistan or Iraq. But we were there for many, many years. And so, 
So, you know, and giving the guns to office to, to teachers is ridiculous. One teacher said, I can't even get, 40, I can't even get pencils, I can't even get pencils, I can't even get pencils and books for my kids. I'm going to, they're going to get me a gun. That's outrageous. Well, take the guns off. I'm sorry that they ever wrote the, the Second Amendment, but at least if they wrote it, they should have wrote it more clearly instead of, they don't, they don't usually write extra words. They said they didn't have to preface it with a, a, a well-armed militia. They could have said, Americans are entitled to have guns. Remember this, we beat the British with muskets, muskets. If you, we, we had muskets today, uh, or they thought about that, we'd have guns like we have, they would have never written this. Because at that time, you could overthrow a government with muskets. Today, even with you having your, your multiple weapons, you couldn't overthrow the government because the United States government has uh, tanks and planes and, and oh, whatnot, artillery of all kinds. So the best way to overthrow the government is to vote them out. And hopefully we'll learn to do that uh, without a president saying uh, he's not going to get the government to, to someone else and uh, insisting that he won't. Okay, what's your next question? Um, I mean, am I allowed the other two? Or yes, go ahead. Time for your other callers for no, you? I, okay. I, 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 um, I tried to limit it to a half hour, but when, when it's somebody interesting like you and you have good, good questions, <laughs> I'd stay on with you all night. Well, I'll just mention, you are aware of the fact that there was a armed parishioner at the church in Texas who actually took down a shooter that had a rifle that probably saved dozens of the people in that church because he was armed and he was able to shoot and completely take out the uh, shooter who had already shot two parishioners and would have shot maybe dozens more had they not had an armed uh, parishioner in the, in, in the church at that time. And the response time of the police at best are at least three to five minutes from the time the call is entered, unless there's a car nearby and maybe it'll be two minutes. But as you've just correctly stated, with the amount of bullets that can be fired from a gun in just seconds, that means dozens of people can die before the police get there. So what are your thoughts about the situations where you do have armed parishioners in churches and synagogues that are that have demonstrated they can take safely, without harming the other parishioners, take down the gunman before he's able to shoot many other people. Look, I, I don't question that from time to time, somebody having a gun can save people. But overwhelmingly, it works the other way. If, if somebody said in Colorado there were 40 people killed by, by the gun of the hitter, start shooting people. So they said, the NRA said, if everybody at the movie theater had gun, they could have killed the guy. The odds of them hitting the guy with a zilch, they never know exactly who the guy was, and it would be like an old Texas shootout. There would have been 400 killed instead of 40. So you, you can make a case once in a while, that, but, but I'll give you a good example of how dangerous it is. I don't know if you realize a black woman in bed a young woman was killed by four officers that were barging into her apartment 
and she was only killed because her boyfriend, who was laying next to her, started shooting. And they would have never start shooting if he didn't start shooting. And she was innocently killed. She was just laying in bed. And, and, uh, and many African Americans, uh, you know, were really angry. Why did, why did they shoot somebody who was laying in bed? Well, they never would have if, if the first guy didn't take out a gun and shoot. So you set up a conflagration that uh, there's no reason for everybody to have a gun. Look, let me point out that in Canada, they, they had 2.1. Every country has less than us, every advanced country. Why, why isn't it the role of the government to protect our citizenry from loss of life, and particularly kids at school and so forth? And, you know, if they come with a knife, somebody can overcome them, and, and they'll kill one or two. So, okay. look, I understand your, your love for guns, and, and it's, 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 unfortunately, that's an American sickness. We have more guns than all that, the other countries put together. That brings me to the fourth question, which is to correct you on the last statement, that Switzerland has the highest rate of gun ownership in the world, which does qualify as an advanced country. Switzerland themselves, the percentage of the overall population, has a higher percentage rate of gun ownership than the United States. And by the way, every a male adult over a certain age is a member of you know, the reserves. They're required to maintain and keep a gun in the house. And in fact, Switzerland hasn't had a mass shooting in 20 years. I sent you links to that as well. Your staff member has those uh, published reports. Maybe it's not a gun problem, Morty. Perhaps it's a societal problem. The problem is the lack of discipline and the proper education here in the United States, the permissiveness now of liberal uh, district attorneys that are letting people out of jail after multiple offenses. Um, uh, not incarcerating a youth who made published remarks on the internet about threatening to kill their classmates. Maybe we're not being proactive enough in dealing with the societal problem rather than the gun problem. And again, I have to correct you. We are not the highest rate of gun ownership in the world. Switzerland is, and they are a very advanced country that hasn't had a mass shooting in 20 years. So your thoughts on that? I, I won't argue with you because I'm not familiar with it. I'm going to look into it
90% of them fail. When they try to overdose, when they cut their wrists, 90% of them fail. We have the most suicides of anybody. It's, it's outrageous. And Israel is, is a good example. If you train them, look, we, we, why do we treat automobiles worse than guns? An automobile, you've got to take lessons, driving lessons. You've you got to answer the questions about passing lights and so forth. There's rules that come with it. So before you get a, a gun, you should get, have to comply with it. And also, anybody that has a gun should have to buy insurance. That would discourage some people. And, and at least if they, if they kill somebody with a gun, uh, the person that loses his life or his family would get, would get compensated. There's no compensation for a young child that gets killed. There's not, you can't give a, couldn't give me $10 billion or a trillion dollars ways to do it, uh, as Israel does, as, I don't know, maybe Switzerland does something similar. I have to look into it. But, but we, we have the most kills per 100,000 of any advanced country. Do you, do you know that, or do you believe that? Um, I think the highest percentage of gun ownership per population is Switzerland, but yes, the United States clearly has a, one of the largest uh, numbers of weapons in private citizens' hands in the world. And I guess where we differ is I think that's important for our national defense. And I think in the right hand, um, it's not a terrible thing. But I would suggest to you that the way to solve this problem is background checks to make sure anyone who's had a felony, any kind of criminal background cannot buy a gun, um, that anyone who uh, has had a mental problem, Baker acted, or uh, cannot have one, and anyone's made public threats on the Internet. Between me and you, Morty, we all know criminals vast majority of them don't buy guns for legal means. They buy them on the street. And no law in the world is going to keep them from getting those guns. And if you make a law that says no one can buy guns for legal means, the only people who will have guns will be criminals, Morty. And they'll continue to carry out their armed robberies and everything else that puts us at risk. So that's just a thought and Red, something to be concerned about. Red, with all due respect, every country that had a mass slaughter the way of Lives that we have almost every day. In other words, more than four people uh, shot. <clears throat> not, not necessarily killed, but shot. And, and we, none of them have a mess slaughter that we have. But the ones that had it, Australia, the minute they had it, they brought back all the, all the guns. It takes a year to get a gun in Australia. You gotta go through the police. New Zealand immediately cut it out. No more guns, bought in tons of guns. And, and, and England and, and You're right. I was all, all the other countries. Ago and I, all my friends had their ARs taken from them. That's true. Oh, Everything that's you're saying is correct. Go ahead. The Swiss have what? This is the rate of gun ownership for Switzerland. This is the rate of gun ownership. No, I'm not saying the rate of gun ownership. Right. I, I agree with you, Marty. Uh, uh, yes. In Auckland and New Zealand, they can assault weapons permanently. I, I, I was at my friend's house in Auckland three months ago. You're correct in what you're saying. Go ahead. Fourth question, <laughs> and the fourth question that was is. It. I have one more question. <laughs> I just want to end with my great respect and devotion to you, Marty. You have always been.
generated probably over a million jobs from all the different companies you've stayed in public. You've contributed to this nation and many charities. And even though we disagree on certain things, you have my love and respect, sir. You're a, you're a wonderful uh, humanitarian and a great patron. Thank you. Uh, I want hello? Hello. Yep. I want to tell you, uh, Switzerland has 12 deaths per 100,000. No, seven. Oh, seven. Per 100,000, U.S. 12. Yeah. Switzerland yeah. has seven deaths per 100,000, the highest amongst right. the European countries and all the advanced countries. And uh, so they, they have. Well, we have many more than that, Morty. We, we, have, have, 12 we, have, we have 12 or 14 per 100,000. And also. Right. We have 12, they have seven. There was something I wanted to tell you. I, first of all, I do love you. You're a fantastic guy. I know the, the wonderful charities you do and the wonderful support. And the things you believe in are great. But I have to tell you, oh, that, this is what I wanted to say. Um, Please. It was a joke. I, want, I like to leave you with a joke. But at my age, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you a good joke. Morty, don't worry. I, I don't even remember where I put my car keys anymore. I have to yeah. look at them for a half hour. Okay. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a joke. <laughs> I'll tell you a joke about memory. I was going to tell you something else. Please. But the joke about memory. <laughs> two old Jewish guys are walking along the street, and their two wives, their wives are walking behind them. And one guy says to the other guy, he says, you know, I took my wife to a restaurant last night and it was so fantastic. The steaks were big and, and flavored so good and, and the uh, vegetables were ter terrific and, and the desserts were out of this world and the drinks they gave you right to the top. It was so fabulous. So the second guy says to him, wow, sounds great. What's the name of the restaurant? I'd like to take my wife to that restaurant. They says, oh, the name of the restaurant, the name of the restaurant. Now, what's the name of that flower that's usually red on top and has thorns in the stems? So what's the name of that flower? So the other guy says, what does the other guy say to him, Fred? He says, you, you mean a rose? Rose. That's it, rose. Turns around, rose, what was the name of the restaurant we went to last night? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. You didn't get it? Yeah, I'm there. Go ahead. You didn't get the joke. <laughs> you didn't get you didn't you get the joke? In and out, what? I got Rose. I got Rose. <laughs> no, I didn't he didn't even remember his wife's name. Then there's another guy's walking along oh, the, God. <laughs> uh, another, another another guy my age is walking along the street. And he sees a guy that he was in first he was in first grade with, right? So yeah. he, he recognizes him because his face remains somewhat similar. So he walks up to him and he doesn't want to embarrass him. So he doesn't, because he surely forgot my name. So he, he walks up to him and he says, hi, my name is Morty Davis. The guy said, says to him, wow, you are terrific. You still remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> Morty, you got time for one short joke. I'll give you a true story. Uh, yeah, let me get this. children he wanted to have to get the dog a bar mitzvah so he walked in saw a rabbi and said look i want to get my dog bar mitzvah and the rabbi looked at him how dare you 
you're insulting me. How could you even suggest such a thing? He says, no, I don't have any kids. This is dog my whole life. I really want to have a bar mitzvah. He says, oh, come on. I could never consider such a thing as outrageous. So he pulls the dog's leash, and as he's walking away, he says, gee, what a shame. I was willing to pay $25,000 for the bar mitzvah. And the rabbi runs after him and says, wait, wait. Why did you tell me the dog was Jewish? Okay, good to talk to you and all my listeners. Thank you for your patience, and I love you all. Have a great day and no, a great week and a great life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, you all.